when I was a kid, sometimes we were broke and sometimes we weren't. And though I was no baby Einstein, when my mama told me to remember and bring my brown paper bag home, I figured we was in for a long winter. Bring the paper bag home. Bring the paper bag home. And I tried, you know, to remember and be careful with the bag and everything. And I was. I really was until it got destroyed in the great Miss Moby, I'm losing my mind, call a substitute teacher incident. So instead, my mama wrapped my lunch in one of those big paper bags you put your groceries in. And I had it folded down so nobody would see. Had it in my jacket when we sat down at the cafeteria. I was starving, but I had to be straight, magical David Copperfield, sneaking out my little peanut butter and apple sandwich. But noticing the poor black kid with Sammy McGee's full-time job, and Sammy McGee never took a day off. Hey, hey! Sammy ripped open the jacket. Whoa, oh, that's a great big bag. You must be really hungry to need a great big bag like that. Let's see what's inside. He grabbed my sack and started pulling stuff out. Give me that. I, I tried snatching it back, but Sammy was huge with these big, big, dirty fingers. First, he pulled out my unsweetened, shredded wheat squares, and he sniffed. Yeah, this is what they eat. <laughs> Everybody screamed. Ugh. Then he opened up my wrapped aluminum foil. And this, this is what they pick out of your garbage when you're sleeping. And he dumped the lima beans from last night's dinner on the ground. Oh, now, now you go clean that up. Make me. I knew as soon as I said it, the wrong thing had come out of my mouth. Sammy smiled and spoke loud enough for everybody to hear. I don't make niggers, said Sammy McGee. I sell them. I came home with a bloody lip and a swollen eye after my detention for starting fights still hungry because my lunch lay on the cafeteria floor. My mama gave me some ice and said, let's go to the IGA, the only store in Kingston, Michigan, the only store where everybody knew everybody and everybody had to look at us when we went into the store. It didn't touch my mom's. Regal, focused, careful. She checked the ingredients and the price of everything before it went in our car. We got in line to pay, and I saw her reach for the food stamps. I backed away like I didn't know her. Back then, food stamps were real coupons that you tore out of a book. If your purchase had any change left over, you would get the actual change money. And it took money to buy deodorant, dishwashing liquid, non-food items, so my mother messed with her food stamps, bought some stuff, got her change, then got right back in line, bought some more stuff, got some more change. People laughing, mama paying them no mind back in line again and again and again till she had money to buy brown paper bags. I couldn't get far enough from her. I waited outside by the car, let her push the cart of groceries by herself. When we drove, my stomach hurt. We got home and put the food away, and my mother started cooking cornbread and beans. 
I was so hungry waiting. And I finally said it, Mama. Mama, some of them kids today said they saw you picking through the garbage at the back of the grocery store. Was they lying? She looked at me like I was crazy. They busy throwing perfectly good food away back there. See them grapes? Look at these grapes. Ain't a thing wrong with these grapes. They going in your lunch tomorrow. I got some more ice from my eye. I sat down in front of the TV until I heard her, cheerful. Dinner ready. So hungry, I was almost blind. I took out my spoon, put it in the bowl of red beans. Boy, say your grace first. I didn't say anything. I tried, I tried, but nothing came out of my mouth. Say your grace or get up from my table. I bowed my head. Thank you, Jesus, for this food. <laughs>